Broadcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dewback Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your hosts, Jared Bachman-Stubbs and Mike Dolan. And welcome back to the Dewback Discussion Podcast. We are here with part four of our Skywalker Saga audio commentary series. We are on the movie that started it all, A New Hope. Uh, we got Spence the Mando on with us. Glad to be here for the second consecutive one. Um, it's going to be good. And ever so fittingly, we have Matt from Blue Bantha Milk Co. on for A New Hope. Could I? Hey, go on. <laughs> Very excited to have you guys on for this one. Our drink, as said before, is going to be blue milk. Uh, just a little uh, white milk with some vanilla flavoring in it mixed with some rum chata and some blue food coloring, of course, to get that nice hue. You use blue food coloring. I just left mine out for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> it's on like the cheese. windowsill. Is that not right? Uh, yeah. Let's screw it up. I mean, nah. you know, just, just, just go to the ER once you're done. Uh, <laughs> and as as was the case with Revenge of the Sith, as I am a humble twenty years old, this time I will be enjoying a classic original taste Coca Cola. <laughs> yes. We, oh uh, yeah, you can't drink there. That's right. You have stupid laws. Yeah. 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 Stupid laws. Uh, and you're only twenty. That eh? means I'm old enough to be your brother. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, older older brother, I guess. Yeah, I've got gray hairs. You got any brothers, Spence? Nope. I'm the youngest of three, two sisters. Cool. I'm your brother now. All right. <laughs> yeah, I say it's I say it's okay for you to drink. <laughs> well, yeah. it's, it's all right. I won't now. tell mom and dad. <laughs> cool. This Thanks, is Matt. awesome. I love this. This is all being added to like the official canon of uh, the Dewback Network. Um. <laughs> With that, I'm currently sitting with one of the microphones, as Spencer would say, Freddie Mercury style, completely ripped off of the table so that I can run to the other end of the table after I hit play and go to my main microphone that I'm normally on. Need a remote control, mate. <laughs> I, I it's hooked up to my Xbox. <laughs> Matt and I are sitting here cozy on the couch with the button in hand and you're scrambling like a madman. <laughs> we have that's a DVD real, player that's down not here a euphemism, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it could be. I'm yeah, okay with it that. could always be. Uh, for those, this is an audio podcast, but Spence is a good-looking dude. So you know, Ooh, sit yeah. on the couch with button in hand. That's fine. Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm using that from now on. Uh, right, sit on uh, with button in hand. That's a new idiom for America. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the first time it's hit American soil. Uh, like we did for Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith, we're going to start at the green Lucasfilm logo. So if you're there already, good for you. If not, go ahead and pause it until you are. And with that, one, two, three, play. And now I run around the table. Shimmering, shimmering. I love the shimmer. 
a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. What's that from? I know what that's from. Uh -oh. oh, Star Wars. <laughs> Jared, are you with us yet? Yeah. Oh, I fell on the couch. Yep. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Oh, yeah. good stuff. Good stuff. Oh, got to reach over and get my blue milk. All right. Here's a question because I actually don't know. Whenever the original movie came out on the crawl, it didn't say episode four, did it? No, nah, that was uh, 1981 they added that. Yeah, I was going to say so, they added that eventually. Lucas wanted it in the very beginning. He wanted it. And Fox was like, this is going to confuse so many people. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that, though. It's always it's always nice to to jump into things, you know, in the middle. It's like a Shakespeare play. You feel like you've missed something. Yeah, that's true. That is quite true. Can I just say quickly, like, imagine making a whole movie out of a couple of words from this opening crawl. <laughs> right? Yeah. What What kind of knob would do that? God. <laughs> Talk about a cash grab. I know, right? Yeah. Poor sucker. Probably thought the whole thing was going to flop. <laughs> <laughs> Either of you read uh, Splinter of the Mind's Eye? I have I have done that self-harm to myself, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not game. It's, it's something else. Well, Spencer, are you familiar with the origins of Splinter of the Mind's Eye? No. Hit me with it. So, Splinter of the Mind's Eye was what the sequel to A New Hope would have been if it had flopped. Really? So yeah. it basically nixed Han, Chewie, and the Millennium Falcon and focused on Luke and Leia traveling to a planet to retrieve the Kyber Crystal, uh, at which point they would throw down with Vader and Luke gets incapacitated and Leia takes up Luke's saber and takes off Vader's arm. It's all weird and complicated. They seemingly kill him. Uh, and it was all the, in case this flops, you know, break glass in case of emergency. Um, was this the, was this the one where like Luke basically dies and Leia uses the force to resurrect him or something? She uses the kyber crystal. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. This is also the story where uh, in all of the Versus series videos we watched, the very specific moment where Vader was attributed the ability of Kindertype. Oh, gotcha. Because he was yeah, ability, remember, was it? Kinder Surprise? What? <laughs> Kinder Surprise. No, Kinetite, it's basically like diet force lightning that wouldn't make Vader's whole body explode. Uh. Because Legends is weird like that. It yeah. It is weird. Yeah, but Can we I just love say, it. This open this scene here with all the stormtroopers jumping in. Like I remember seeing this for the first time as a kid and I was just terrified. Like just <laughs> utterly terrified. I was this like these dudes me. in ski goggles. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> They're killing everybody. See, Turn this, me off skiing forever. See, that unsettled me, but waiting for oh, I'm waiting for Vader. When Vader first came out, I, as a child, told my dad, I was like, turn this off. 
I can't handle this. Please make it go away. Vader, like this, the scary man in black is freaking me out. Um, <laughs> and, uh, eventually my mom was the one who, okay, here he is. Here he is. My mom. Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh, Harry high pants fader. <laughs> but my mom was like, come on, give it a chance. And then flash forward. How many years later Vader is one of, if not my favorite yep. characters. Funny how that works, right? Yeah, right? Um, So, oh, Spencer, we have to explain the fucks game to Matt. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. As we work through the movie, we will, and and (laughs) as we are introduced to the characters along the way. I want to hear you explain this game. I'm not not going to say it. I'm going to leave that bit up to you. But, you know, as we are introduced to the characters throughout the course of the movie, we've got a whiteboard. And there are two columns. Jared, would you care to explain them? Yes. So characters who fuck have like the energy of somebody who is like definitely attractive to the majority of people. And like yeah. like, like they like they have it's it's kind of like its own pseudo form of big dick energy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Beta fucks. Like stormtroopers, no. But no. Darth Vader, absolutely. Like, yeah. Stormtroopers get fucked, basically. Captain Antilles also no. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. God. Look at the grain on Vader's helmet from like how cheaply it was made. (laughs) That's one thing that scares me about if they do a 4K uh, release of it. Oh, yeah, like, you'll see how awful the actual <laughs> set design yeah. is. I never thought of that. <laughs> Dude, it, it only ever up. gets worse. Like when you get yeah. old movies and just make them better and better, like quality. Yeah. In in quotes. <clears throat> Leia fucks. Oh, no, absolutely fucks. See so, how long that pistol was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to be careful with it, but R two fucks. 3PO <laughs> doesn't fuck. No. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely right. And you're I mean, right you on see, the money. You see R2 already... fuck, like, in Empire. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah. Actually, you see him fuck in every his, movie. Uh, he sticks his thing into the terminal, yeah. like, at least once in every movie sure, he's in. Yeah. I'm pretty sure R2 got a robo uh, droid STD in Cloud City, though. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you can tell the difference between when R2 is, like, fucking and when he's just using his hands. Because he's got like the one with the knob, and that, that's when he's fucking. And then he's got the like little claw, pointy one. That's when he's that's when he's using his fingers. Jesus Christ! Um, I've so, had thirty-seven years to think about this film. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, so you talking about like the eventual four K reminded me, and I wanted, I want to warn our audience before it happens. <laughs> Because I might unmute the TV for it. Oh. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. So, Matt, have you noticed the way that they changed Obi-Wan's uh, sound mimicry and how it's now fucking cursed? That thing? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, look, look at Vader's helmet there. Look at all the, You can see fingerprints, yeah. like, but not not like helmet smudges. It's like just it's part of the the grain. Yeah, they couldn't you know gloss it and give it a, a gentle shine yeah. or anything. Nah, I mean well, you could say he's beaten up and you know battered a bit, and that's why he needs a new suit for the next film. He's like, ah, this one's getting a bit shabby, but 
But you can definitely tell by Return of the Jedi that they've spent a lot more time and effort on that suit. It is so yeah. sweet. To sleek. the point where there's a Hebrew poem written on his fucking chest panel. Mm. Really? Yeah. What's it say? Uh, it's some thing about like redemption, something to the effect of uh, all cannot be forgiven until he is. Uh, I can't remember how it goes, but. I'll have to Google that for Return of the Jedi, but what we all assume is like Arubesh text on his panel is mm-hmm. like a Hebrew poem about actually, redemption. Huh, huh. I wouldn't go so far as to say poem. It's like it's literally three lines because like you only have like the three knobs to write it between, but still. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, haikus have three lines. You know what I think about like at least once a week, Spencer? What's that? During uh, senior prom, when you when you text our friend Ryan exclusively <laughs> in haiku. Oh my gosh! It took him. I months. think about that. I, I think about up. that at least once a week that you text I Ryan in up. haiku for a whole like weekend. <laughs> I no, it was for months. For months, I texted. I didn't realize him you kept it up for months. You fucking up. psychopath! And I gave up before he figured it out. His oh sister knew. His parents knew. I had to tell him like a year and a half after the fact, and he was so mad. He was like, how did I not pick up on this? Some of them are really ridiculous, too. You're like, nobody talks this way. Why is he saying this? Is there any record of this still? Like, are your messages banked up enough that you could go back to it? I've I've got them somewhere. Let me see if I can find a couple. (laughs) Please do. Poor ejemplo, as they say in Spanish. While you're doing that, like some some mad props to these guys doing all this stuff in the body desert in these suits oh like, yeah the behind the scenes like of how sweaty and baking like anthony daniels and kenny baker were. oh yeah i wonder how much credence there is to the whole uh story about them forgetting that kenny baker was actually in the suit when they went to lunch because <laughs> <laughs> like I used to take the stories that were told in the Empire of Dreams making of documentary as like straight gospel. And then I found out that the story about I love you, I know was total bullshit. Yeah. And now like I have no idea what to believe from the behind the scenes of Star Wars anymore. <laughs> like the only thing I hold on to at this point is sacred is the fact that Mace Windu's lightsaber says bad motherfucker. Yeah. Oh man, you can't deny that. It's it's too perfect to not be true. That uh that dragon skeleton, that's uh that was a special edition edition, wasn't it? I'm edition not... addition. <laughs> edition addition. Welcome to Do Back Discussions, fun with homophones. Uh I think I want to say that was in the original, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I thought I it was an addition, I, but it's been so long since I've seen the originals. Like, yeah, you know, like at this point, uh, I've seen. I think at this point, yeah, I've I've had more special edition than I have original. I think. Well, yeah, actually, it was 1999 that the was it 99? No, it was 97. That the special edition came out. So what's that? Twenty-two years ago. Yeah. 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 Uh, let's see. Twenty-two years ago. I was yeah, I have had the special edition in my life longer than the original. So I think we all have actually. Yeah. Now. 
So who knows? Well, I'm oh. in that generation of fans oh. who grew up on the special editions. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't know any different. Oh, the Jawas. All right. I pulled a couple up. Well, I found them. Grace us with your beautiful t- uh, prose. Right. So quick background. This was the morning after prom. I had the buddies over for waffles for breakfast. And he says, what time, dude? Maybe I can still catch breakfast. I respond, you may come, perhaps. Waffle served at 1030. Hot syrup also. (laughs) He didn't show. or, Or no, no, no. This was still before he got there. I said, morning has come now. You's invited for waffles. Be there or be square. And... He was like, blah, blah, blah. Sorry, I can't make it. And then Bell's boyfriend, Tom, came up with this one. And it was brilliant. I was like, Tom, I need you to write a haiku. And he says, equal on all sides, four 90-degree angles. You, sir, are a square. (laughs) And this went on for months. Like stuff as (laughs) trivial as, yo, you want to go to the Planet Fitness to, to work out today or something? I would respond with haikus and be like, (laughs) <laughs> way more in detail than I had to be just for the meme. And it was so worth it. I really didn't realize you went on after prom weekend. Dude, that, it was like, and I'm legitimately concerned for Ryan's. I'm, le- <laughs> I'm legitimately concerned for Ryan's well being that it took him this fucking long. I mean, I don't know if I would have figured it out. I think I would have been like, what, what's going on? Why are you being so weird? You but didn't I don't leave know it in I three lines, did you? You just typed it out as normal text? Oh, no. Oh, no. I separated each line to a separate line okay, of text. Okay, Ryan's fucking brain dead then. It should- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. I love you dearly, but goddamn, bro. Uh, a solid six weeks, man. That's, that, that is my proudest The first appearance of the mighty gonk. Uh, question about this scene that's always troubled me is like, so they throw R2 in there and he's tipped on his side. How does he get scraps of steel just perfectly placed on the top, on of, top his of his head? head. <laughs> and why nowhere else? Did some Jawa come along and be like, hey, he's passed out. Let's put a hat on him. Like, did they draw something that's on him? That's my head cannon. Like, that's my head did, cannon. That's exactly what happened. Did they take photos next to him and be like, hey, look at this like, dude. He's, he's totally out of it. It's like drawing a Sharpie mustache at a sleepover. <laughs> it's like um, this is going to like heavily date when we're recording this. Oh. Hey, there's a do-back. Um, did you guys see the video of uh, – and like we're not gonna get into any politics here, but I don't care what side of the aisle you fall on. This is fucking hilarious. Related to what you were saying about putting like the little scraps of steel on the on R 2s head, did you guys see the video of during the White House trick or treating where like Donald Trump? Oh wait, was- wait, we ain't found shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like, yep. Trump put a piece of candy on like a kid's head. Like, oh, as God. the kid was turning around to walk away, Trump just, like, put a snicker on the kid's fucking head. <laughs> oh, God. And, like, literally everyone standing nearby just looked at him like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> oh, 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 oh that, God, like, what a dick. Like, that same exact thing with R2. <laughs> the just, like, scrap. Ooh. Oh, we know who's about to get introduced. <laughs> Yes, Owen Lars, the only important uh, character. 
All right, get your uh, blue milk and or Coca Cola ready because oh, yeah. we're about to run I've the gauntlet. Already drank a third. <laughs> we're about to run the gauntlet. <laughs> I'm gonna top up my. I better put some more rum chata in this thing. <laughs> There's about I put about five or six shots worth in there. Ooh, that'll last. So I might put a bit more in. I love that. I love that droid with just nothing but long arms. Yeah. yeah. Like, what is what, the what does it roll? It's like this is your coat hanger, <laughs> and the, the the big dome one that barely moves. It's That's like, just oh, a Roomba. That's just yeah, a space Roomba. Maybe it's like you know the the Jared the Teletubby robot that just sweeps the floor. Oh, Nunu. Yeah. Maybe that's what it does. Oh, I'm a fucking dumb. I, I got to run over to the controller to put on the subtitles. I'm a fucking dipshit. I'm literally only good at the talking part. Travis makes me a functional. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got I've got the audio going into my headphones so I can hear him. Baru's like, just make sure it eats bachis. So I don't I don't know. <laughs> just make sure it plays bachi. Protocol? Oh, yes. I'm super useful. Uh, ah, good. Good. You'd be better served with someone smarter than me. Uh, not an environment for this. Uh, uh, Moisture first, evaporators? Yeah. Binary language. All right, shut up. He's <laughs> just like, all right, shut up. All right. <laughs> God. Is it just basically, I was going to go down to the shops and get some batteries. Yeah. Like, that's basically it, isn't it? He's just like, I'm going to go get some batteries. My torch is dead. It's like, you can fool around with your friends later. <laughs> Fancy space talk. I love I love also how protruding the wheels on red are. Like yeah. with, with R2, they're R2, they're small enough that you can that you are like hardly see them. But with that wide shot of red, it's like they're very obviously some sort of uh scooter wheel. Yeah. So <laughs> uh what are our thoughts Ooh. on the goofy ass legend story where uh, the red astromech was force sensitive and like? What about that one? Have a drink. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the force sensitive you were saying, Jared? Yeah. How the droid yeah. was force sensitive in Legends, and like the the droid knew that the that R two and three PO had to meet Luke. Ooh. So it blew what? itself up. <laughs> Was that in Legends or was that in? I thought that was in Canon. I thought I thought that was part of the special edition remake. I thought it was. Uh, is that Legends? I thought it was in the special. Uh, the the what do you call it? Certain point of view. No, or am no, I just the, making shit up now? They there's a story from that droid's perspective, but the whole thing with the droid uh, being force sensitive it. was. It may not have even been Legends. It could have been that, like, Legends Legends. Where it was, like, yeah, bullshit yeah. that wasn't even canon to begin with. So it was someone on the Force.net or on Reddit basically said, It was in a comic. It, it, it was in a comic. 
but I can't remember if that comic was like S canon because canon uh, tears make everything easier. I sense a question coming very soon. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, Luke's on screen, so that's a safe. Hello. <laughs> A lot of carbon scoring. It looks like you've seen some action. Yeah, I've seen a lot of action. <laughs> with with that. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, take a zip. Oh yeah, yeah. Another sip. Mm. Oh, another sip. Another one. Yep. More drinking. I love how three uh, PO really underplays how interesting he is. Ah, uh, well, you want a star cruiser? Yeah, nothing, nothing, you know, nothing too much. We almost captured by the Empire, carrying the most valuable information in the history oh, of no, the galaxy. I a drink. That was a drink. Did oh, really? Drink? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I missed it. He starts it. a question. Yeah, <laughs> he starts a. <laughs> He's like, "Were well, you on a star cruiser?" And then, yeah, so. And that was a question again. Ah, God. All he does is ask questions. <laughs> I know. This is by far the most brilliant stroke I've ever had of genius. <laughs> yeah, nice clarification. <laughs> yeah. I will turn anything into something about playing with oneself. <laughs> I've, I've noticed that. i got to be careful. Yes, you do need to be careful when playing with oneself. <laughs> Spencer, you're safer with him than we are with TJ, so there's what? that. <laughs> I'm thousands of kilometers away. Well, yeah, no, that's no. true. The head honcho of our network, you, 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 you say one thing, he can turn one it into a double on pen. Oh, drink. You know, yesterday was Halloween. And there's a buddy of mine who lives a couple doors down who's got like a fabulous head of hair, much like Luke's. And he showed up at our housing group meeting yesterday in a Luke Skywalker outfit outfit with one of those like flick sort like the flick sabers we had as kids. <laughs> and it was too uh. good. Oh, uh, since well, a question. Where'd she go? Where'd she go? I want to see the pretty lady. <laughs> I'm sensing uh, some backstory. Yeah. Coming soon. Which it's is like, good because Star Wars never has enough backstory. Oh, ever. no. Literally thousands of, of volumes to work with. Still yeah, doesn't have still enough backstory. Enough. Establishes yeah. entire old republic, you know, storylines. Still doesn't have enough backstory. Luke Skywalker <laughs> and C three PO were brothers. Still not enough backstory. I. He is a Skywalker. I don't know. Should you boys take an extra sip in honor of the blue milk actually being on screen? Yeah. I think you should. Yeah. Yes, of course. When Coca-Cola comes on, I'll take a big old swig. <laughs> That's not until Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, what I've I always wondered? Book. 
It's the look of ambition and the look of someone who knows it. Yeah. Ah, oh, question. Matt, you should have seen how quickly our drinks ran out. Uh, for Revenge of the Sith, we did take a sip every time there's a meme. <laughs> just, just, the opening, just the opening sequence with the Battle of Coruscant, it was <laughs> it was a bloodbath. Oh, God. And what Trent, were you drinking for that? Uh, we did what we called the Mustafar cocktail. It was Fireball, Vanilla Vodka, Orange Juice, uh splash of cranberry juice and some cherry juice poured in as well nice this is very good yeah that sounds real good it was quite tasty travis is not a booze guy he travis very rarely drinks but when he does he probably he has like a yingling and calls it a night <laughs> he's not really a booze person uh so when we did attack of the clones which because i'm a child and have zero uh, uh, restraint. We did. We drank sex on a beach. Um, because <laughs> I'm a fucking child. <laughs> uh, oh, wait, can we be quiet for a second? I need to cry. Oh yes, of course. Yes, Mo- uh, moment of silence. Out of respect for the rock he just kicked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, binary sunset gets me every fucking time. I think truly deep down every single Star Wars fan wants to think that they will have a moment in their life where like in their head this song will just naturally play while they do something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That like yeah. they won't have to make it happen like they will do something and a synapse in their head will just go. Yeah. Yeah, renovating your house, realizing that the toilet needs replacing, and you finally decide that's it. I'm going to go buy a new toilet, and then then it plays. (laughs) (laughs) We missed a drink as well, by the way. Yeah, what are you doing back there? Yeah, how can I be so stupid? There we go. I'm going to sneak over and grab the remote so I can unmute it for Obi-Wan's cursed screeching. (laughs) (laughs) The number of times that we've watched that, and it never gets old. No. Speaking of watching, like, so we're watching this now. Uh, I've got a friend of mine coming over. It's her first time watching Star Wars ever, and we are up to Rogue One and A New Hope, so I'm watching it twice today. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is it Saturday already for you? Yeah, Saturday morning, so I'm getting drunk for breakfast. (laughs) Uh, We're we're ahead. Nice. Mm. Oh, I mean, unmute it. Not yet, anyway. No, so... (laughs) When I first discovered the cursed Obi-Wan screech, I was <laughs> I was showing Star Wars for the first time to the to a girl I was dating at the time. And I don't think I had ever watched A New Hope on the Blu-ray. Bathers! All right, I got a drink on that. Sorry. No, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I had a sip for the Dubacks. Um Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so you were impressing a girl by making her watch Star Wars. Well, naturally. And you got you got to the Jawas and you're like, yeah, this is a done deal. Yeah. <laughs> but, but no, what she said, she's like, I want to get into this. Star Wars is no, always The Force Awakens play. was coming out at the end of that year, and she was like, I want to get into this, and we only had like three months. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Crash course time. Uh <laughs> I was watching A New Hope on the Blu-ray for the first time, and I was just completely preparing my mind for, (laughs) and like I was just you know just benignly watching the scene in the back of my mind. I'm like, ah, this is when we first meet Obi-Wan Kenobi, that sweet old soul, and then like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) I fell out of the. Oh, here we go. I'm unmuting. Can I also give got a comment on three PO falling backwards and going? (laughs) Oh, here we go! Here we go! Here we go! Oh, there's the rock in front of R two as well. Yeah, need that thing. So glad that was there because Star Wars was fucked without it. Oh God! Who who in the fuck? Who actually went? You know, Star Wars is a classic, iconic film. You know what it's missing? Screeching. (laughs) You know what it needs? A good old fucking screech. When I was a kid and I saw Obi-Wan come out for the first time, I thought that he was doing the got your nose thing on Luke <laughs> while he was laying there. Oh, like my, my child brain didn't see what his hands were doing. I was like, ah, he's taking his nose. Yeah. I thought that like probably right up till, he, till I was eight. <laughs> he's doing I got your nose. <laughs> I mean, I'm not entirely certain what grabbing either side of your forehead does for you medically. Like, Maybe taking a pulse, but you know, yeah. I always assumed it was some type of like using the force to sense his well-being or something. Yeah, maybe, right. especially the emotional because yeah, yeah. Uh, I love the recontextualization of that that little stare that Obi Wan gives R two. It's just like I know you. Like we can interpret <laughs> it that way now. It's like you look familiar, yeah. and now he's like. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Oh, Obi-Wan. <laughs> I've not heard that name since all oh, since I fucked your father up on that hell planet. <laughs> I do love that fan edit someone made, you know, starting at this scene where it's like, now that that's a name I've not heard in a long time. And it starts doing the flashbacks. Oh, it's yes. so good. It's that, one of the better quality fan edits I've that seen. That and when it's they fuck. get to the hut scene and he's like, Having like PTSD flash. Oh, it's so yeah, it's uh, yep, yeah. My favorite version of that is more of a comedy where it's oh, like Jesus. the two of them. It, it's coming up when they're in Ben's house, and Luke's like, "How did my father die?" And it's like <laughs> it's like edited to just have him staring Luke down with flashbacks <laughs> from Mustafar, and then like finally after he's like cut him in half and he's burning up. 
Obi-Wan like looks at me, he's like, a young Jedi named Darth Vader dis- betrayed and <laughs> murdered your father. And then it like zooms in on his face. <laughs> that's good it will never not be funny to me i think i saw one before where it like you know jumping ahead where it was the uh it was like uh you know young jedi named alveda betrayed and murdered your father and then it was it immediately jumped to no i am your father and then it jumps to like yoda confirming to luke that vader is his father and then it jumped to that old vine of tyler the creator going okay so that was a fucking lie (laughs) (laughs) coming warrior coming warrior my ass but okay (laughs) i also like the one where like right when luke activates the lightsaber for the first time and it's sideways and it like edits him stabbing obi-wan straight through the face (laughs) (laughs) immediate roll credit all joking aside this scene especially with the context of the prequels and the clone wars is really bittersweet yeah it is it really is what is it oh yeah that was a question oh yeah i'm gonna need more coke also, something that's really interesting. Said everybody because, on the set of the movie. Continue. <laughs> but right there, a uh, second ago, when he first activates it, and you can very clearly tell that there was an edit there to put in the you know the the bladeless hilt in for the bladed hilt. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a lot of these practical effects in these movies, even though they are very outdated and it's really obvious to tell, they still amaze me. It's like, oh yeah. For, to a certain extent, as useful as CG is, I feel like it's an excuse to be lazy to an extent. Because, like, if you look at some of the effects, like, you can very clearly tell that they're fake, but they're clever. Oh, like, yeah. A lot of them are there's, really clever. There's also some effect. I mean, that not the, the lightsabers are the least well-aged part that's of the That's a duo. question, by the way. The Force? The Force? That's a question. The mm. Jedi? Power? Things? Mm. Uh, what were you saying about the the age of lightsabers? No, this is like the like Spencer was saying with like the way the effects have aged. I think the lightsabers are like the only real effect that has aged poorly in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like outside of that, yeah. like all the ships look cool. great. Like most, like most of the um, a lot of Jabba the, looks fucking shit from the special edition. Well, I mean, well, yeah, that's, that's at this point te- he's terrible. <laughs> well, that and like Han Solo snapping his neck to get the, out of the way of that blaster bolt. Yeah, um, though it looks a lot better than the first version of it. God, <laughs> that was literally just like Photoshop trace around his head almost, and then yeah. just blah, move it. It was awful. <laughs> I it's love, a lot better now. Sorry. I. I just fucking love Obi-Wan in this moment. Like that look on his face a moment ago when they cut back to him with the context of the prequels and Clone Wars. Yeah. Like that look of, oh shit, here we go again. That like there's a part of him that kind of has like, like Luke in The Last Jedi. Yeah. It's like, I knew this day would come, but I've not been looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. But there he is right here. Like this is, this is the moment that that separates him. Alderaan, question mark, take sip. (laughs) Oh, uh, yeah, yep. Yeah. 
So like he sits there, he ponders for a second. He's like, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> like I'm doing this. Like you see, he's got the realizations like she's alive. Well, shit. It's about to, it's about to go down. And I'm going to take this kid that I've been protecting for his whole life. And now I'm going to throw him in the middle of it. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's well, I, I think this is the this. moment that he realizes like, okay, like it's Jedi time. Sip. Mm. Yep. But like, Something I think goes unnoticed and unrecognized, especially in like a post The Last Jedi world. Obi-Wan talks about being a Jedi in the past tense. Yes. Obi-Wan has like a level of like. I don't want to say that he is like resigned to knowing that he is going to die soon yeah but there's a part of him that is very clearly lacking the like you're gonna have to make like like if you're gonna try to kill me you better not fuck up yeah like he doesn't have that to him anymore like when i see old ben kenobi i don't see the same man who crossed blades with general (laughs) grievous like a dozen times during the clone war yeah like no. the same guy who went into that fight with again. If you're gonna kill me, you better go for my head, cause I'm gonna get back up. I don't see that same person, and that that that's uh-huh. a bad thing. I think it's really telling of how much of a toll the dark times have had on Obi Wan. Yeah, and, and it's like one of the things I love about um, Alec Guinness's portrayal is that you can tell that the obi-wan that we love from the prequels is still in there somewhere but you can also tell that he's really like weary of it all like he's he's sad and he's he's still devastated by what happened but i also love the the part that's like oh yeah he's still in there is that like as soon as he's called upon he thinks about it for a second and he's like yep let's go and you're coming with me come on it's gonna be great yeah yeah and Quick side note, I also love the unofficial notion that the empty seat at the table is Krennic's. I know. I yeah, fucking love yeah, that. Yeah. And I also love oh. – Jared, is it confirmed yet that the gentleman in white is Wolfie Lauren? Yep. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I love you, Lauren. Okay. Side note. To this, so you guys familiar with uh, Corridor Crew, and they do the VFX artists react and da 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 and all that. They do a breakdown on uh, Tarkin's face, and you know, really? basically, like yeah, and on face replacements and stuff in Rogue One and, and other films. And the crux of one of their arguments as to why it doesn't quite. To, in their minds work is because the top lip has too much animation and they're like the top lip and they basically they make the statement that the top lip doesn't move and in that entire scene pretty much every person at the table every imperial just then i was watching them quite closely have really like left, not so much Tarkin, but the other dudes the one that gets choked especially his top lip is so animated yeah. and it's like you know this top is- lips do fucking move Yeah, the thing with acting that's so bizarre is that even from like the days of on stage was the only acting you got. Everything had to be really, really animated because like you you remember from from high school, they'd be like, 
<clears throat> you're not acting to the front row. You need to act to the back row. So the like back of the room. Everybody has yeah. to know what you're feeling by your gestures. And a lot of that old school acting carries over into these early movies. Absolutely. And then like, <clears throat> They're all stage then, actors. Absolutely. And like Peter Cushing, great example. Christopher Lee, excellent example. And one of yeah. the things that I like the best is that, Jared, I think I sent you this video on Instagram, is like Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing were famously good friends in oh, real yes. life. They were super and, and And Christopher Lee considered his appearance in the prequel trilogy to be like his last collaboration with his old buddy. Oh, and, and I, I love that so much. It's, it's, Oh, oh sorry. That that's standing there at the burning huts, that, that wide shot. Sorry to interrupt. That was, I fucking no, love that shot. It's great. It's beautiful shot. Iconic. Also, we were talking yeah. about with the scene with the Imperial officers in the conference room. There is a 30 second longer take of this scene that oh, has really? ad, that has Admiral Mahdi referring mm -hmm. to Vader as a Sith Lord. Mm. Oh, what? Where is that? He just can it be it, seen? Yeah, it's somewhere on the interwebs, but like Mahdi just offhandedly says, Oh yeah, and this Sith Lord over here, let's just get this fucking over with. But huh. like like the term Sith has always been there, and I love yeah. pardon my hiccup. Oh yeah. I love that like literally 20 seconds earlier like Mahdi says Sith and like that term could have been in the vernacular yeah. since the beginning but it wasn't. I find that interesting. Also another thing with the special effects is like that speeder like Luke's land speeder was a freaking go-kart. It's it's yeah. like a modified rebodied vehicle and they yeah. had to like smudge it over on the film. It's like yeah. that's the kind of artistic creativity that I love so much. If you ever like watched a video or listened to a podcast about how they created most of the soundscapes for this original trilogy, like the sound editors and producers were like throwing all kinds of crazy stuff together to make some of the basic noises we hear yeah. all the time in Star Wars that we take for granted now. It's like, yeah. oh, well, we were just sitting in the viewing room and there was this weird click from the projector and it had a strange hum. So we combined it with, you know, the the the, the panting of a dog or whatever and we yeah, got yeah. such and such. It's like that's – I miss that level of dedication to the craft that I think to a serious degree CG has completely – done away with well i'll say this much i think mm. a lot of that has to do with like it's it's one of those situations where that the I, I i hesitate to use the term dedication because i don't think there's a level of oh there's a ronto can't forget that ever fucking trivial pursuit, <laughs> fuck you. Um, backstory jared lost a star wars trivial pursuit match to me on that question he did not know what that creature was called oh really and when i go to galaxy's all edge right. i'm gonna eat a big old ronto wrap out of pure fucking spite uh <laughs> all right i i've lost a trivia question and the answer was fucking lobot as in really who's that guy yeah i fucking i blanked on lobot Oh, that's oh. Yeah. The one, yeah, it sucks worry. when you know it and you can't find it in the moment. That's the worst. Yeah, I'm like robot head, robot, robro, robro. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. But the questions that stump novices and veterans alike are the what's the difference between Admiral Piet and Captain Nita questions? Yeah, like, 
Which one was in this scene? Do Who you said have any, this? Matt, you have no Little idea how many Star Wars Trivial Pursuit matches I've lost on account of that. At least two. <laughs> At least, At least two, two. Based around Piet and Nita. <laughs> um, but no, Spencer, you were saying with the sound design thing, I think a lot of that has to do with like... I don't... <sighs> I've got an idea. They, they rely, Sorry, while, while you're they thinking rely, of it. Most of those like iconic Star Wars sounds were like mostly accidental. Like mm. so much of it came out of we found a broken scuba tank. We found a broken TV. It was a broken fan. Like I think that but, these early mm. films like laid out the groundwork of, OK, these are the kind of sounds do back that you want to find. Mm. So like – they had to create a lot of this sort of stuff, like, but not just the not just the sound banks and all that themselves. Well, actually, yeah, but but the mechanism for cataloging and keeping it in a way that was going to be useful and accessible yeah. later on, like, you know, the VFX industry was created by by way of Star Wars, like, yeah. you know, having it in its own production facility, not just an office at the studio. I was like, yeah, cool. I can make a model, you know, none of that sort of shit. Like, yeah. And I think, I think to your comment about what, uh, CGI and stuff does, I think in the wrong production, it can be lazy, but it all comes down to the scope and scale and the budget. And you have to sort of look at the, at who's on the production. It's like, okay, well, if our budget is X, can we afford not just a good CGI artist, but a good set designer, a good practical props maker, all these things? And if the budget's not there to afford a great one of every single one of those visual people, then someone's role that they could afford is going to be tasked with making up for the shortfall in the others. So, like... Typically, CG is going to be the one that does that it because there's man, less I'm physical sorry. resources needed. I I would I would say you're right there, and there's yeah. certain movies that just couldn't happen without it. Like Avatar is an easy example, but even something as recent as Aquaman, like it'd be yeah. really hard to make a convincing movie out of practical prop. But like, they barely made a know. convincing movie with CGI <laughs> prop. <laughs> fucking but. Oh. Yeah, that, it, that, that was like, a conversation like, we have all had. Also, real quick, I, I, I don't want to interrupt you guys for too long. The guy that Ben uh, Ben talks to before he's directed to Chewie, yeah, I can't remember the name the of guy that with character. The, the mutton chops or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There is an entire book written by like an investigative journalist all about that guy's quest to find the actor who played that character. Oh, what? Because it's Star really? Wars Celebration. This is insanity. At Star Wars Celebration, there was a panel where they reunited all of the living actors uh, who were present for the original Mos Eisley Cantina scene and talked all about like the shooting of it. And they said there's only one person they couldn't find. And they didn't know if he was alive or dead or what. But it was the guy who like could have been Han Solo, essentially. Oh, Dubai. wow. And – they were like, we can't find him. This dude's completely off the grid. This guy uh, wrote a whole book about wow. finding this man. Did he? Or it, may, it may not be a whole book. It's like part – he wrote a book. He he wrote a couple books. It's either like a huge chunk of his one book or there's a whole book about it. 
I have to go back on the, uh, it's, it's, he's on the cracked podcast. He's been on in the past few months. I'll have huh. to look him up again and I'll put that in like whenever we put the episode out of the audio commentary. But yeah, fun fact. Huh. Did he ever find him? Yep. Wow. <coughs> Was there like an interview or did it just end with a really dramatic end of, uh, the Force Awakens like shot where the writer like came at- upon a, some mountaintop in in East Asia, and found the guy <laughs> meditating on the t- on the top of the mountain, and he turns around dramatically, and that's the end. So he's Doctor Strange, basically. <laughs> basically, you see Kamataj. But the <laughs> shout out to Han Solo here wearing Lando's clothes. <laughs> yeah, the, it's it's great. One of the things that I loved about the Solo movie is that it built upon the clear friendship between the two of them in its early stages and how a lot of their interactions in episode five and six come from that. Mo- like they, they yeah. did it in a way like there's a really bad way to do Easter eggs and to like throw stuff in there just for the fans. Cough, cough, the amazing yeah. Spider-Man too. But there's also, <laughs> a really good way of doing it and it's to do it subtly and it's like mm. not to spend too much time on it. You know, yeah. it's, it's like yeah. a, we're just going to like slot, we're going to put this on the table and slide it toward you slowly. And if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, you won't notice that something was supposed to happen. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, cough, cough. Some of the other Easter eggs in solo fall into that category. You know, there's That's some real true. garish, garish ones, but the fucking then, blaster, you know, subtle ones too. The my, fucking my blaster favorite. hurt my hurt my fucking soul. I love that movie, but the fucking blaster was a, was too much for me. Yeah, it was too much. But my my absolute favorite was right at the end when Han Solo finds Lando at that um, casino, and yeah. like he walks up to him like all mad, like hey, blah, 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 and he like brings him in for like the bro hug. Yeah, the hug. Lando's like, like what that. the hell is going on? But it, it's not just for the nostalgia though. Because it's very clear after the fact that he did that to yeah. get like the the cheater chips out of his sleeve, and yeah. so it it serves a purpose for the plot. It like it it recalls something that you know and love. It's like oh, that's why he did that in episode five. Yeah. That's the kind yeah. of an Easter egg that I love because it makes yeah. sense without the previous context, oh. but it enriches the the oh here we go oh, here we go yeah yep yeah. neck time. Uh, see it's much better it is much better still not great but Han shot first so I think someone did the breakdown on this and over every version they've basically made it so close now it's like they fire at the same time Yeah, like it's so negligible that you know you would say like someone just observing would go yeah they just fired on each other at the same time not I that also, any one of them was trying to shoot first. They were both trying to shoot first. Yeah. Yeah. Lando I also love Greedo just fucking missed. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but the weird thing is like I saw a video where they took the most recent edit and they slowed it down where like Greedo is aiming for basically his head and like it's almost too quick to notice and it looks really artificial. But like Han Solo moves his head to the side, Jarl Poof style. Like yeah. just as yeah. the blaster bolt is coming, he just kind of like matrix dodges it just with his head and it looks so ridiculous if you're looking for it oh yeah it does, it does. so bizarre 
you know, it, it, I'm glad it's a blink and you'll miss it thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are the ones that can afford to be overlooked. And then there's the stormtrooper yeah. hitting his head on the doorway. <laughs> That's I like that. Star Which, Wars would not be the same without it. And I love that they Which like is added historically, the sound effect. Yeah. To it. They've made it louder and <laughs> louder. They embraced it. I, I love it. Yeah a fandom that will embrace its mistakes and the yeah. meme that comes with it. That's that's why uh, Attack of the Clones is still canon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a hey, good I one. I love that movie. You know, Jared, I think I told you this, but I recently asked my dad who was like alive and of age and to like see these movies when they came out, Ugh. the prequels. And I asked him which prequel was his favorite and he said Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I remember you were telling me that. Oh, ugh. gross! Thing is fucking oh, cursed. It's fucking texture. It's so bad. I, God, I know. I say it like a fucking like a broken record on everyone, everyone's podcast I ever go on where this scene gets brought up. This is probably like the fourth time I've said it on someone's podcast now. But it's like just re-specialize this again and do it properly. Put a puppet in there. Just make yeah. a fucking puppet. Insert yeah. it. Keep the scene as it is. You're not ruining George's vision, but just make yeah. <laughs> this better because that is that is not right. It does. It's no. I mean, also, it's so much better than it was, but ugh. there's the I call it the mirrored Boba effect where like mm. depending on which which scene you're watching, his little viewfinder on the top of his helmet is either on the, the right side of his head where uh, it should be or on yeah. the left sorry, or on the left side. Because, like, I know in the scene where Return of the Jedi, when Leia comes in disguised as Bosch, it's on the other side of his head when he, like, gives her that little, like, I respect you nod. Yeah. It's, on the wrong, it's on the wrong side of his head. <laughs> the, the mirrored Boba effect. Ah, uh, human hey, being. Wait a second. Is that Greedo? <laughs> Isn't he supposed uh, to be dead? Uh, there's two. There's two in the same shot. They're wearing oh. the same clothes too. It's it, it's like I, a uniform. I didn't know that the that the Rodians were that strict on the dress code. <clears throat> I think it's just their band. Like they're they're you know they're a boy band most of the time, but they're also bounty yeah. hunters, like Sons of Anarchy. Okay, okay. Yeah. Bo Sheck is the name of the character. Okay, the guy with the mutton chops. You're right. Okay, now. Oh, okay, okay. You know, speaking of 0.5 past light speed, when I was in 10th grade chemistry class, I had this brilliant theory about a method of reaching a speed beyond light speed, where it's like the idea, I thought of it like a windmill, where like the very outer edge of the windmill when it's spinning is moving faster than the part in the middle. So it's like if you could get the part in the middle to be going light speed, then the very outer tip of the windmill blade would be going past light speed. Yeah. And I argued this for most of the year with my 10th grade chemistry teacher and I'm still convinced of it. I'm I'm still convinced. That's that sounds like the kind of thing that you may have been like smoking some weed or something <laughs> and going to chemistry like man <laughs> The outside edge of that thing, man, <laughs> it's spinning faster. <laughs> and they know you're stoned. The teachers know. Ah, oh, green guy in the back. Oh, you guys know that? the green, the green guy. Yeah, just in the doorway. Yeah, just 
Yeah, just a, <laughs> just a guy in the doorway disappears. So real quick, so that people can look this up on their own time, um, and I'll let this go now that I finally found it. The uh, investigative journalist, or true crime, true crime journalist, that is, uh, is Bill Jensen, and the character is Bo Sheck, B-O, no space, capital S-H-E-K. Boshek. Boshek. So. Boshek. Boshek, uh, lightsaber man. Uh, so look that up on your own time. But Sounds yeah, like a bunch a, of Boshek. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a really cool story he told on the Cracked podcast. Uh, since Cracked is with, does their stuff through like Stitcher and Earwolf, um, they're only so What's many. What's that flashing the- drink? <laughs> Only so many of their episodes are out at any given time. So, like, older episodes of the podcast get archived. So, you'll have to do a little bit of reading for yourselves, unfortunately. Oh, hey, it's time for a genocide. And now it's time for your regularly scheduled planetary destruction. One of my favorite little musical cues in Solo was actually that musical cue in the Death Star turns up like dun, dun, yes. Dun, dun. yes i know exactly I what you're talking that. about yeah and it goes into that full like original trilogy suite like right oh god so good just just a quick backpedal to the cg issue i absolutely mm. loved what they did with tarkin um and that's but- where i that's where i can afford to see like a full-bodied cg character in a live action movie um is for the folks that are so irreplaceable, yeah. Uh, but they're already gone. Um, like Tarkin, yeah. and they did it so well too. Like, oh it, yeah, the contour because his now, face now, granted, is covered in a shadow know, the whole fucking time. It's because his 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 cheekbones could cut cheddar cheese, and oh. like I remember how awful Leia looked in comparison at the end. But to be fair, she's got no facial contour whatsoever. Yeah. You know, she, yeah, her her cheeks are smooth and rosy, and her lips are glossy. And so, if you try to replicate that in CG, it's going to look fake no matter what. But Tarkin looked so good, and he I couldn't did. get over it. He totally did. Ah, uh, Tarkin walking around in his slippers. <laughs> yeah yeah I, oh my gosh i forgot about that's that that's one of my favorite little nuggets of information that is also one of my yep. favorites you know this scene is made even more cold-blooded than it already is when you read his age of rebellion comic mm. where like the original death star uh uh laser technician team like they got cold feet like right before destroying alderaan yes and they they wow. choked for like a hot second for like the, a hot the second, ignition like, guy like hesitated for just a split second because he was like, I don't want to do this again. Yeah. Uh, and then Tarkin like literally beat the piss out of him in the middle of the Death Star hangar bay and was like, <laughs> oh you're going to do it. And he, he was like, it, Tarkin was basically like, try to kill me right now. I won't kill you. Try to kill me. And Tarkin like ripped off his fucking shirt. Oh, yeah. That's the ab shot, isn't it? Yeah. That's like. You know, Tarkin being even more jacked than Ben Swolo with all these scars all over him like he's fucking Rambo. Beats the oh. piss out of this technician and then says, if you don't, if you choke again, y'all are gone. 
And then, mm. like, they, he threatens that we're about to blow up another planet. I don't remember how exactly it gets to this point, but, like, they, they choke a second time after he told them, if it happens again, you're all dead. He calls them into a room to, like, reprimand them. And then, like, halfway through his speech, jettisons them through the airlock. Fuck. Wow. And just fucking murks them all. Like, it, oh, Tarkin's fucking chilling in that book. Honestly, though, like, even even watching his Clone Wars performances, it's so consistently smooth and also ruthless. Like, I'm not sure whether yeah. I like Tarkin or whether I can't stand him because yeah. he's, he's that he's that smooth. Oh, we haven't been keeping track of the, the whiteboard. Oh, uh, Han Solo uh, fucks. Tarkin, Tarkin 100 oh, yeah. percent for me. Tarkin definitely fucks. Yeah, yeah, talking about fucks. what about that probe on droid fucks. on the screen right now? That, that, what about what about the training droid? The, the training droid? Nah, yeah, the training droid does a fuck. Luke, does, what? Yeah. Seriously, you Luke, guys aren't feeling it for uh, the, the training droid? Luke nah. doesn't fuck with yet his, with his non-lethal blaster bolts. Uh, Luke doesn't fuck either. Not Look yet. at that. No, not there's, yet. there's the one that doesn't fuck. No, yeah. this is the version of him that does not. <laughs> not quite yet. I love this line. Stubby, were you the one that sent me, this was in like high school, but you sent me a YouTube video to like a a TV documentary about how Star Wars is basically a classic hero's journey arc in space. Yes, it's called Star Wars The Legacy Revealed. I sent it to you like, it was not during high school. It was after high school that I read. I, I watched that documentary like legit every day when I got ready for school when I was in fourth and fifth grade. Because like the whole living or like the whole bottom chunk of the house was empty at that point. Yeah. So I would just like sit in the living room and just watch that documentary while I ate my breakfast and shit because I recorded it on the DVR and the History Channel. I like legit yep. watch that fucking documentary daily and we wonder why I'm so obsessed with space wizards mm. and like and the it, philosophy of space wizards. And I rediscovered yeah. it on YouTube and I was like, and oh my God, the whole thing you. in its entirety is on YouTube. And I watched it like another 30 times a couple years ago and sent it to you. Yeah. And, and people who are stupid, you know, they wonder why in the world – does this franchise mean so much? Why does it grip us like it does? Well, I'll tell you why it grips us like it does. It's because it follows the same basic story pattern as classics since the Greeks. Yeah. Like the Odyssey, the Aeonid. These are yeah. these are classic stories based on a hero's journey with characters that interact with them along the way that shape them. Star to be Wars what they is are. modern myth. Star Wars, Star Wars is, is modern, is modern myth. myth. And it's fabulous. And it's like if you try to argue with me that Star Wars is not science fiction, I will probably agree with you. I would say it's science fantasy. Yeah. Because it is it, – oh, sorry. I, I can't get into this it's debate It's a fairy right tale. Now. It's yeah. a fairy but tale in space. It is a fairy tale in space yeah. and it, I love every second of it. I, uh, Now's I a good time to shout out – now's a really good time to shout out the amazing series of videos coming out from Girls of Sabres and Blue Bantha Milk. Uh, great collab you guys have been doing so far. I love it. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Which ties very nicely into what we're talking about right there. Yeah. I was going to, I was going to say the, uh, 
girl, the girls know their shit when it comes to when it comes to the hero's journey. Uh, also, would shout out uh, the uh, what the force podcast. Oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. Some of the stuff that they go through and that is fucking awesome as well. Um, really good listen. Absolutely, one hundred percent agree with that. Um. I want to rewind just a sec as well, like away from the myth thing and just big shout out to Luke for uh, getting all the training that he would need to use the force just by being told, uh-huh. stretch out with your feelings. Bam. He's, he's got the force now. Well, that's another good thing. Good thing he's not a girl. Cause yeah. you know, <laughs> you motherfucker, you beat me to it. Um, no, that was something I really wanted to get into. I think, I okay. If you're gonna compare Luke to Ray and even put Anakin in that equation, I think the only time that that is viable is only in the context of their first movie. Yeah, yeah. Because well, beyond that, like, beyond that, they, all three of them are so fucking different. Like I said on Twitter, yeah. comparing yeah. their timeline of training is apples to oranges to fucking rutabagas. Like uh. none of them are able to be compared to each other. Anakin had but 10 years, Luke like, had three, and Ray had an hour. <laughs> like, you can't compare the two. They're profoundly different. So at the, at the time of recording this, uh, I think it was actually this morning or overnight, my time, uh, Adam Garcia posted, uh, what was it? It was like the reminder that in the Clone Wars animated series, they established that children in Star Wars are born with Force abilities, like they're just born and they they have it. They can do things with the force from fucking birth. And like that screams out to me as one of those things where they've shown it on screen, but you know what? They probably didn't even fucking need to. Yeah. But there's still some fucking people that need to see it. They need to see it. And that I don't I don't get it. I just don't get needing to see that kind of stuff when you can reason these things quite easily and just let go you know it's, <laughs> like, it's yep, the cool. same it's the same controversy that arose in episode one with the midichlorian thing it's like the yeah. true star the truest star wars fans do not need a scientific explanation as to how the force works they will understand that it is it just merely it it, it is and yeah. you have some people have it and some people don't and that's not like discriminatory in a specific way it's just like it's a special thing and the thing that always struck me about that though is like if if you take uh if you take the the lucas motto of you know like it's fantasy but it should have elements that remind you at least of like what is going on around you you know so things are symbolically similar or analogous or whatever like think about our world now i mean you know you've got religious people and you've got people that are non-religious and the non-religious seek non-religious explanations for things that religious people would say is just is yeah so why couldn't that same sort of thing be in star wars but also why not have it combined like i i, I never cared about the midichlorians it I was one of those weird i always loved yeah. the concept of the midichlorians i i love and like 
my I was fully my pro Metachlorian stance was fully vindicated by Churret and Rogue One. Where yeah. like you uh, saw that like you could have somebody who does not have like the the quote unquote Metachlorian count to be like traditionally force sensitive. Mm, but he's got something. But like he <laughs> he's, he's given he's opened himself up to the force to the point where he can touch the force. He just can't yeah. manipulate the force the way a Jedi could. And that, that's yeah. that's what I was gonna say, Jared. Is that despite the scientific assertion in Episode One that the force is is you know it's based on your cells. You know, inside your cells, the metachlorians determine your force sensitivity. I feel like. Um, you know, as a devout Christian, it was a little bit of a struggle for me after seeing Rogue One just for a hot second where I had like a, a crisis moment. But, you know, in Rogue <laughs> One, it very obviously made it seem like the force was the Star Wars religion. It's like Churit and Bays are very clearly members of the Church of the Force. Yeah. And while that's the you, term you know, they use. Bays, <laughs> and it's like, you know, it's almost like if you were to see the Jedi as priests of this church of the force, you can still have, you know, what we would call the laity, you know, the people that do not directly have the force, but are still aware of it and respect it. And like sure is the prime example of that where you don't necessarily need to have the force for it to still you know, be a part of your existence, if that makes sense. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I love the, um, I love the way that like the, the, the whole concept of like the metachlorians is basically like a watermark for like, this is where your baseline connection to the force is going to start. Mm. And like, that's where that power level comes from. And like, you still got to speak the language. Though, yeah. You know, like, like for, yeah, just paraphrasing it. it it's, it's, you might have the count, but you've got to do something with it. You've got to be willing to do something with it. Right. That's why Obi-Wan so, beats Anakin. And that's what I've been yeah. saying for years. It's like Anakin is far and away more powerful than Obi-Wan. But, Obi but he still has, needs him. But, but Obi-Wan has the skill to come up against that power. Like it's it's the, like the difference between Obi-Wan and Anakin is the difference between talent and skill. Anakin mm. is incredibly talented and powerful and because of that he's coasted on that and he has not honed his skills. Obi-Wan yeah. has moderate power and moderate talent and has refined that to such a high skill level that at the end of the day he can undermine Anakin's talent and power. Right. And I think And that's the brilliance. Where is she? Drink. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There he is we forgot about well. the whiteboard. We cannot afford to forget about the drinking game. Yeah. Chewie fucks. Chewie absolutely fucks. <laughs> he absolutely does. I was going to say, I think he's marked down from Revenge of the Sith. Um, really? Yeah, I think we covered Chewie in episode three. Well, oh, not, yes, Chewie definitely. Right. Right. Chewie definitely fucks either way. Um, but like, we're talking about like the like with like Luke and Ray. I think the reason Ray has an easier, seemingly easier time attuning herself to the force in take a drink now all you want to do is stay <laughs> uh, is that Ray has heard all of these legends and myths and I think that that is why Ray takes to the force easier 
is because she doesn't necessarily need to be convinced of it. If that makes sense, like Ray, yeah. unlike Luke, like Luke goes into it like the Force, the Jedi. What's all this? Ray goes into it like, oh shit, that's real. Yeah, right? I mean that's why she pulls off a Jedi mind trick on that stormtrooper because like she's like, oh, I heard she believes the, straight away. Yeah, I, she she immediately goes, oh, I heard the Jedi were able to like, I'll say it and then you'll say it back. Holy shit! And you see the look on her face, like holy fuck, that mm. worked. Like, I know, yeah, <laughs> and it's, it's so pure and adorable. But like she's like, holy shit. And, and you and, see the shock on her. I'm sorry, Spencer. I cut you off again. But no, like, no, no, you see no. The, go. You see the shock on her face when she calls the lightsaber to herself on Starkiller Base. Oh, the shock and terror in her. Yeah, in her like eyes she's yeah. absolutely like, blown away by the fact that this is absolutely. working. And she has yeah. that moment where she like stops and like lets the force flow through her and lets it guide her to beating Kylo, which. I said it a thousand times on this show. You guys already know my stance on that fight. He was bleeding out and distracted from what happened with Han and wasn't fighting to kill. Right. But even then, like, yeah. Ray was able to, like, you know, finish him off now that he his he run out of gas. Um, and I, and I think I truly think that, like, those early moments for both Luke and Ray and Anakin in The Phantom Menace are solely based around their ability to look inside themselves and let the force flow through them. And in all of the extra media content in between A New Hope and Empire and in the material that we've gotten post The Last Jedi, both Luke and Rey have very clear difficulty recreating that moment. Yeah. Luke and Ray in canon have both struggled with having lightning strike twice and finding that moment of perfect focus and letting mm. the force guide them. And I, just, I, I, I wish more people would give Ray the same leniency that they've given Luke and Anakin over the years, but we know where that went. <laughs> <laughs> again, again, I've said it before and I will say it till the day I die. If Ray is a Mary Sue for beating a man who was bleeding out and distracted by murdering his father and half-assing the fight, then Luke and Anakin are Mary Sues for fly for piloting fucking starships yeah. into a massive naval fight and not getting blown up within a half a second of getting into the Firing hey, range. spinning! Spinning's a good trick. Don't you yeah. downplay spinning? <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a good trick; it's a way of life. <laughs> your ability to spin is really just dependent on your midi chlorian count. <laughs> oh my goodness! That's this why young boy uh, has the highest spin count that I have ever seen. That's why Palpatine in in uh, Return of the Jedi has that awesome sit and spin chair in the throne room. Yeah. It's because his midi chlorian count's so high. Oh, his attack in Revenge of the Sith is that spinning yes, twist so thing. Spinning oh, oh, he's like, goodness. I heard this was a good trick. Ah. <laughs> The, the correlation uh, is undeniable. It's favorite it's Han Solo line coming up. <laughs> Again, these I are one of those this. things that, like, I really want to believe that it's true. The whole he deliberately didn't learn the line, so it would sound like this. But yeah. I've been lied to so many times, I can't trust it. Yeah, uh, I, I, uh, I want it to be true so bad. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I love it. Negative, negative, Nick. (laughs) 
I'm like half a second behind you guys because I accidentally paused it when I was trying to turn on the subtitle. I'm not about to. I'm not trying to like get up and like walk the whole way around the fucking rig to speed up a half a second. That's good. I want it to be true so bad. Me too. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? <laughs> uh, this is one of my. This is one of the hardest Schmodown questions I had ever heard. Watching what? What is the first? What's the? Th- uh, what is the first thing that Luke Skywalker says to Leia? In an- oh, it was during that triple threat between uh, Alex Damon, Napsok, and uh, Joseph Scrimshaw. And so did they? Did they only accept? Oh, the uniform? Or- yeah. It was oh. oh the uniform, and I think oh, everyone shit. who yeah. a- a- answered the question said, "I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you." Yeah, you forget the little muttering, don't you? Yeah. Oh, the <laughs> uniform. Now look at that speakerphone in the middle of the room. Yeah. It's like, yeah, how did they predict I- the technology, man? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They could always say it was part of the plan, and they were, you know. Uh, future future viewing their way into this movie yeah. but I, it, they probably just looked at it and was like yeah that looks cool really it's just corporate art <laughs> i also love like again in hindsight with clone wars and the prequels the quiet what is chewy shooting at by the way <laughs> the security ca- oh wait they already shot at the security yeah camp. already done that so yeah just no just bring up cover fire it- but like, I love the moment of "oh shit" that Tarkin and Vader have when they're like, "Fucking Obi Wan Kenobi's here!" <laughs> shit! <laughs> like this is about to get out of control really quickly. <laughs> Jared, yes, sir. How many questions, Matt? I don't know um, oh. how how aware you are of the extent of Jared and my Star Wars Trivial Pursuit rivalry. But, uh, but it so, goes... Yeah, today's the news that I've heard of it. It intro. goes 10 years back. and I've won once. <laughs> it goes way back. We've been doing this for like eight years and Jared has won once. Damn. Jared, out of all those times, how many of those questions Go involved... Up. Real quick, I just want to say, just just real quick before you finish, Spencer, this scene today would piss off so many neckbeards. Oh, God. Can you I mean, hear, they're I, getting can you pissed hear off it. about Sarah Connor in the new Terminator can movie. You hear, For fuck's yeah. sake. Can you hear the fucking tweets? I can hear the, yeah. oh, there's Star Wars with its SJW feminist agenda. Princess look Leia. Look how starts, woke they're being. Yeah, look how yeah. woke they're being. Princess Leia just starts bossing around the men who saved her and starts talking to them like they're fucking idiots. Down the garbage chute? What kind of stupid idea is that? Fucking SJW yeah. feminazi cuck betas. I can hear it right now. Yeah. Yeah. As you were saying, yeah. Spencer. But anyway, no, Jared. Wait, wait. And then they land in the garbage suit, and there's this phallic symbol there, and it's been thrown in the grass. <laughs> what they're saying? Demolish the cock. <laughs> anyway, sorry. This is. This is I too almost much. spat blue milk all over the soundboard. <laughs> the phallic symbol in the trash. <laughs> but Jared, 
How many of our over the course of our Star Wars Trivial Pursuit careers, how many of the questions would you estimate have been based on the order in which the four of them jump into the garbage chute? Oh, at least a dozen. At least a dozen. Because there's like <laughs> which which of the four was the first person to Who climb into the for, garbage chute? Which it, of the four was the last person to climb into the garbage chute? <laughs> Who tells Chewbacca to climb into the garbage chute? It's like they found every possible Who shoots up in the garbage chute? That Who, scene. Who's on which side of the garbage chute? Uh, uh, di- Diagana. Diagana. That's it. I always Dianoga. want to say Dianoga. It's Dianoga. It I is Dianoga? Was, yeah. Doganana. When I was a kid, I dyslexic the A and the I, so I always said Dagana, like D-A-I, but it's D-I-A. Uh, Dinagna. Dinagna. <laughs> the Dinagna monster. Ow, my gun's jammed. My space lasers don't like the water. <laughs> I also found it funny, you know, like the $400 Death Star Lego set. I always found it amusing that they included the Diagona trash compactor yeah. as one That's of so the cool. four original minifigures is like it's very forward thinking of them to include the alien species as one of the minifigures yeah very forward thinking it is what a sad sad story for this thing too like they they wrote a story about it being just fucking thrown in the trash it's like (laughs) god i don't want to feel bad for it can we get an edit Can we get an edit of whenever the Dianoga's eye pops out? It's just like the the <laughs> bit from Always Sunny in Philadelphia with Danny DeVito, where its eye pops out and it's "I'm the trash man." I come out into <laughs> the rain and I start throwing trash everywhere, and then I start eating garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and then it pops back down. I love Chewie just over there. He's the strongest of all of them, and he's just and like, he's like over there. Well, this ain't working. There's there's about to be like four different questions here. Yeah. Uh, Rickety B. Take it. Yep. Uh, actually, I need to do a full top up. Oh, wait, wait. Here we go. Here we go. Bunk. Ding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm going to grab a full top up. That's Snoke. I've been like that's I've been throwing rachata <laughs> yeah, in the best. glass, but yeah. Jared, that is the best Snoke theory I have ever heard. Yeah, it's yeah. much better than Snoke, Snoke is window. the stormtrooper that hit his head on the doorway. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they all deliberately duck super low on their way out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like learn from the mistakes of your comrades. <laughs> then in that shot there, like you know. It doesn't look like you would bang your head on it a little bit. But no. Yeah, oh, I Spencer, I forgot to tell I, you. He just walks right through it. <laughs> I, I screenshot it and I forgot to send it to you. That new Schmodown match, the Star yeah. Wars one. You know how we got that question about where does 3PO say where he's going to take R2? Oh, When we played, yes, that's the that's first some, that's fucking both. question of the match. Is it really? Yeah, and it's worded the same way. I'm not saying that they stole the question from Trivial Pursuit from, from us. Oh, yeah. Not, oh, not not from us. No. Okay, but like I think it's word for word. Like, where does 3PO tell? Oh, the here we go. R two D two added yeah, again. Yeah, look at that. 
<laughs> Sticks it in. The block starts pushing out. It's like, it's like yeah, oh, sorry, you like, you like that, button, you filthy imperial computer, you. Yeah, it's like my button is getting bigger and more protruded. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Why is every Pushed documentary it. so far devolved into dick jokes? I want to know how this happened. We are four Me. for four that have been... <laughs> Sorry. We, we are four for four that it like at some point just turns into rampant dick jokes. I kind of want to hear what the creative panel was like when they were figuring out what R2's character was going to be. So there's going to be this little droid. He's going to be like four feet tall and his main usefulness is going to be like going around to security panels and he's just going to like – fucks the wall. Open, he walks around open, and he fucks the wall. And, and he's just going to like stick out this long protruding metal rod and he's going <laughs> to stick it into a port in the wall and like – George Lucas is saying this, and everyone in the room is like looking around at each other, like, "Is he really saying this right now?" Can someone ask this guy a drug test? Space glory hole? What? (laughs) (laughs) And George is like, "What? Is did I say something?" Yeah, but you got to imagine it in his voice and be like, "So there's going to be a little trash can, blue little trash can man who walks around, and he has like a little metal cock that he sticks in the wall." Be like, "Uh, George. (laughs) <laughs> are you well <laughs> don't worry the, the computers like it oh my oh. goodness a uh, little fun fact I found out recently the it Arubesh, better be fun the Arubesh... Guinness fell off the catwalk during a rehearsal <laughs> I would have loved Besides to have seen the, the filming of that this movie um, no the Arubesh that we see on the tractor beam control panel was added in one of the many special editions Really? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. The original special edition, I think. Yeah. Was, uh, this, yeah. W- was this before they figured out what exactly they wanted the Arabesh to mean? Yeah. No, it was like, like I well, think it, it had was just normal text. Yeah. yeah it had Roman, really? Roman characters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The version I grew up on was all English. Yeah. It said, do not turn off. <laughs> it said, no, Did seriously, really? staff only. <laughs> Did it really? No, I was gonna say that. <laughs> I love Chewie's adorable like little head shake. I feel like you're messing with me, Matt. No, but it did. It, it was Roman Roman characters. It just, uh, yeah, I think it was everything. Everything had Roman characters on it, and then they put Arabesh in. Uh, yeah, in the in the special editions, or was it earlier? No, I don't know. Maybe it was a home release or something. Something had it, and everyone noticed it because I think the Arabesh was ratified by someone because of like the the board game like the game what is it the role-playing game or whatever that someone had made in the 80s that um, sounds right it was a fan creation you see that's a that's a revision i am okay with yeah it, oh absolutely it's like oh no actually, actually i think adam garcia told me this it's i think they had Arabesh in the other films but this one had english and so that, there wasn't a full character set or anything like that. And so, so a, it was a fan creation that made the full ratified character set. And then, yeah, Lucasfilm adopted it. She said, yep, all right, that's canon now. And wow. so some dude made it. <laughs> the stormtroopers just standing around wondering what they're supposed to be doing. It's like they told us to stand by the ship it's and like, just let, I was... let the guys get on board. I wasn't listening when the lieutenant gave us orders. Were you? Oh my god, this is one of my favorite Han Solo moments. Like I, I love this. This is this good special edition edition. Sip. Yeah. Ah. 
I'd like to think that I have this kind of energy. I'd like to think that this is my energy. Just run into a room full of this. Fuck, 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 Still one of my favorite scenes in the movie. That along with close the blast doors, close the blast doors. Yeah. Open the blast doors, open the blast doors. Another addition. Oh my gosh. That's 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 another it's good addition. It's yeah, gold. it's really good. Like leaning into it. The fact, it's like knowing that you had half a joke there originally, and yeah. just going, "Now let's finish the joke." <laughs> See what I love about this scene, and again, like I don't know what I can trust from Empire of Dreams anymore, but the fact that they shot this in one take, forty feet in the air, Luke or uh, Mark and Carrie. Uh. And they were like, we have one shot and I don't trust this harness. Please don't fucking die. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wait, where where's Leia's uh shitter pants blaster face? Wait for it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Alright, while they're doing the swing, I gotta grab some more uh milk and food coloring because i'm just <laughs> drinking straight rum chowder at this point in time yeah you gotta you gotta hook yourself up man I'm we can done. take a Half rotation. The gone we can take a rotation everybody everybody will get their turn at a bathroom break oh no 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 <laughs> bathroom breaks to try to lay we all gotta hold we're gonna pinch it and just like that's <laughs> how we're going and how rushed we get by the end it's like yeah 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 Death Star Trench. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, um, yeah, use the fucking force. Come on, just hurry. Fuck up. Use the force already, motherfucker. Keep, keep her clenched and everything will be okay. Where could they be? I wonder. All right, I'm going to get some drink. All right. So, it is down to you and it is down to me. Oh, here we go. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> open the blast doors. Open the blast doors. Now, I will oh, admit. This fucking scene. I know. It is so and good in context, but Jesus Christ. I, I, the I fan remake, Matt. though. The fan remake gave me chills. It's really good. I think it's a little bit much. Is it just a tiny bit? I think, I in think, certain I places think it brings. I think in certain places it is way too over the top. I know, but but there's a certain amount of like because the last time these two people saw each other was on Mustafar, Allegedly, and that was yeah. like the most intense lightsaber battle we have ever seen. So, so to scale this up a good bit is not too far fetched for me. I agree. However, when it turns into the weird like them force throwing each other across the room, yeah, like, yeah, okay, okay, and like okay, the scene yeah, where like yeah. Vader like shit whips the lightsaber across the room and then like drags it across every surface on the wall i'm back are we talking about scene 38 revised yes yeah that was shit wasn't it i i liked it i i do quite enjoy it i was just saying that i think it's a little bit over the top i think there are some elements of it that absolutely i wish if we could like redo this scene i'd do it that way like i think like the first bit of it where vader is just like just plowing towards obi-wan keep that oh absolutely but he's like, got he's once, got a vendetta yeah but once like they, they, he, i but, would agree but, with that there are some very there are some very right, good well, moments in it good right technical here, execution right but. there when when obi-wan's blade is facing right toward the camera when i was a kid yeah. i thought his lightsaber was fizzling out 
Me too. Because, ah. because with the special effect of it, since it is based on like a reflective surface on the blade with light coming off of it from the side, whenever it's pointed right at you, it's really, really hard to tell that there's light on it. Yeah, and so I thought yeah. for, for years, I thought that it was fizzling out. Like, like <clears throat> Matt, you remember you telling me about um, in, on Tatooine with him taking his nose like the yeah. I got your nose trick. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Was, that was my I got your nose trick was that Obi-Wan's oh, lightsaber wow. was fizzling out for some reason. Ah, uh, it's funny. Oh. But yeah, I um, just, yeah. I I love that scene. I love the I love the idea of both of them being freaked out by the other one. Like I love the like Obi-Wan knows he can't take Vader. Yeah. However, I think but he can hold him. He can hold him. I think like the moment Vader says you should not have come back. Well, let me rephrase, yeah. let me rephrase that. I think Vader is equally afraid of Obi-Wan. Like Obi-Wan oh, yeah. knows uh-huh. he, Obi-Wan yeah. can't take cut Vader. off every living limb that he had left like, and left it to die by a frozen lava pool. He has every right to be scared of Obi-Wan. Like Vader talks all in Legends and in canon, Vader talks this whole big game of I can't wait to get my hands on Kenobi. I can't wait to get my hands on Kenobi. He's a fucking dead man when I get my hands on him. And the moment he sees him, like I he love shits. the idea that his mind goes right back to the side of that hill. Oh, yes, absolutely. And there's a part of him that's like, I know I can kill you, but fuck. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, Uh like, that's the moment that hits him. But, like, the moment he gets in close and he has a, you should not have come back. That's the moment where Vader knows. He's like, you're not the fighter you used to be. And I've killed (laughs) hundreds of Jedi at this point. You're fucked, buddy. (laughs) Yeah. The thing that so the thing about the scene thirty eight so I will say this it's technically really well done yes I think the guys that did it assuming guys sorry I shouldn't shouldn't assume the people that did it the the folk that did it put a lot of fucking effort into it and hats off to them there's aspects of it that I categorically dislike just because it, it it's got I feel like it's got too much hero shot moments in it where i'm just like nah you're you're overplaying like the power and uh the ferocity side of things and you're losing a little something that could be there if you're gonna bother going back to do it you know what i mean like i just think out of it i'd do it differently but also i wouldn't do it you know like (laughs) it's like no it's it's fine it's fine but i mean that's the exercise. It's what if. Yeah. It's not a, yeah. it should be this way. It shouldn't it's be a that. What if. You know, yeah. It's a what if. Yeah, I and, think, I, and I, I was think telling Jared while do. you were gone, Sorry. like, I think that based on the fact that this is the first time they've seen each other since the duel on Mustafar, which is arguably the most intense lightsaber battle in the entire Star Wars saga, like, there deserves to be a level of intensity higher than what we get from the original but they need to scale it back a little bit from the yeah. scene 38 reimagined. I yeah. think the way you do the reimagined version, I think the reimagined version versus the way it is in the movie, you get, it's a trade off with how Vader feels in that moment. I think in the movie, it's like I was saying where he's like, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill. Oh my God. He's in front of me again. Yeah, and it's like, like now it's I like actually have to fucking do this. And ah, like, it's shit. the fir- I think that is the first moment 
in a very long time where Vader has felt actual fear. Yeah. And like his knees, if he yeah. had them, got a little shaky. Yeah, it's it's like Yoda said, fear leads to anger. And he started with fear, but he's way past that at this point. He's this been dwelling on his anger for so long that he hasn't felt genuine fear in years. I yeah. think the scene 38 version is the complete opposite where it's like, okay, Vader sees Obi-Wan and instead of that, oh shit, he's in front of me, like Vader has a moment of like dark side rage that eclipses every moment that he has come off the chain before. Yeah. Like yeah. like that was like the like that moment is on par with the moment he found out Padme was dead. Like that level of yeah. fucking fury. Of yeah. like he saw him and went you're a you're fucking a dead de- like you were dead the moment you got on this ship and and like you have to pick one of those me personally i like the idea that vader that, that obi-wan makes vader shake in his boots a little bit one more time yeah and that like yeah, vader I, has that and like vader gets a cathartic moment that like means nothing in the long run like Vader, like like I said, I think the moment he says you should not have come back is the moment Vader realizes he's going to win the fight. Yeah. And then when he goes to cleave Obi-Wan in half and Obi-Wan just poof away, that's the moment where like what Obi-Wan said to him gains meaning. You can't yeah. win, Darth. Yeah. If you strike me down, I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Like that's the moment it clicks with Vader. He's like, I cut through him. And he disappeared like it, like Vader in that moment. I don't think he learned it because he wasn't in the place to learn it quite yet. No. I think there's a moment for Vader where like part of him realizes all of that anger, all of that hate, all of that need to hurt somebody meant nothing because the moment of the moment that should have been cathartic for him was over it, instantly with zero catharsis. Like how long – and like you even see in the Vader comic, like the first one before the Charles Soule version, like Vader has like a spirit quest where he fights Obi-Wan on Mustafar again. He cleaves him in half just like he does in A New Hope. So like you see from like – that's how early on Vader has had this image in his mind of him cutting yeah, yeah. Obi-Wan in two. Yeah. And he finally it- does it and he fucking vanishes in front of him. Vader. Yeah. In Imagine moment. the dissatisfaction, though. Imagine exactly. exactly. Like spending years, like longing after killing this guy, and then right as you finally put your saber right through him, he's like, poof. Yeah. Like yeah. that's oh. what I'm saying. Is yeah. that like Obi Wan taught him that in that moment where he's like, and this is it's it's what he says to Darth Maul. If all your like uh, you, ah, oh, you didn't even watch Rebels, and you know the quote better than I do, Spencer. Yeah. Don't be an angry man. Yeah, like it, be a be a yeah. thoughtful man. Like if all yeah. the power, all right. if all you do is cover the power to destroy, what are you? Yeah, that like he that, like that's that lesson that Obi Wan teaches Anakin. Like that's the final lesson he teaches him. Mm. If I and was going to read too much. like that, and it's those subtleties like that. I think the reimagined scene misses right. You know, like they focus so much on the rage, but cutting through. Like that's a dramatic moment. If I was going to reimagine it, I'd keep a lot of it as is, I think. I'd maybe make some of the swings a little bit bigger and a little yeah. more powerful, but I'd keep the same kind of rhythm and cadence. I'd 
I'd not over overdo any of it. Um, like I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't go throwing Obi-Wan against a wall. I wouldn't have that scene where Vader slides back and his cape flutters in yeah. the yeah, air. Yeah, like that's I what I was saying. That's a little that. much. It's a little But much. then at the end when he, when he cuts Obi-Wan in half, I would hold on that for a second. I would yeah. give Vader a moment of realization of being like, fuck. <laughs> See, like. The yeah. very few things I would change is I would have the court since the technology on the special effects level is a lot easier to do a lightsaber fight now. Yeah. I would have the fight be more dynamic. I would have it be less pokey, 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 pokey. Yeah. Po- you know, it's very it- much like a cat, like getting ready to fight where they're just yeah. like giving little swipes like a get, get back, get back. No. Yeah. I and Jer- I would have a, real- I have a little less that, and I also think just to like relish the moment of uh, for the audience to relish the moment of Obi Wan taking that moment of cathartic rage away from Vader, that like just because it would be a better angle to like get yeah. Obi Wan's face from, I would probably have Vader try to run him through. Yeah, Ooh. like I know I was talking about the whole like cleaving him in half thing that that has better context with the way it is in this. But like I think to have that moment be Vader reaches back to just plunge his lightsaber right through Obi Wan's chest, and that like the second it makes contact, gone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like have that slow down, and Obi Wan just look into Vader's like eye lenses and be like, "You don't fucking know. Mm. You don't know what's about to happen once you make contact. I'm aware." And you could even have that be like a really beautiful money shot where he is like he's holding up the lightsaber, and Vader's like blade goes through the lightsaber. Mm. maybe and he like goes through the emitter and like you see it spark apart and break and then the second the blade makes contact with ben as long as when that happens they add a nice sound effect for ven for ben disappearing as like just like a little pop sound yeah Yeah, i'm happy like that's yeah it's just yeah that's it like bubble popping speaking of the like sound designers Speaking of this, yeah, the sound designers, he's just sitting there in front of a microphone with his finger in his mouth. (laughs) Goodbye, Ben Kenobi. (laughs) I can see it now. Uh, Han, you jaded man. Oh, no worry. Yeah, I suspect he'll be back. Just like every character that has ever left, Uh but you know he's a good guy, he'll be back. All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Also, I love, I love the you know that's like kind of shit eating grin that Hans goes like, "May the force be with you." I don't believe any of this shit. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm saying it anyway because you know it'll make you feel good about flying to your death. Off you go. I got my money, bitch. He will. He'll change his mind. I'm glad Leia could, you know, take a moment to put on some lip gloss. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to go into a war without shiny lips. Yeah. Hey, Biggs. How you going? Oh, I've got some stories. Gentlemen, what are you doing? Hey. I can hear Star Wars Explains ears perking up right now. 
Biggs? <laughs> Diggs? I would have I would have really loved Oh God. It'd be like, oh times, Luke. Yeah, they'll never stop us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, it's just cheesy. Like, okay. <laughs> There's a reason why that was cut. I I have tried my best to avoid these audio commentaries being moments where I, like, basically me watching the movie and pointing out moments that would piss off fanboys today. You want to oh, talk but, about you know, a useless fucking character? Yeah. Biggs Darklighter. Like, you want to talk yeah. shit on Rose yeah. Tico? You want to talk shit on uh, Rose Tico? Biggs. Like, like here's my thing. I don't I don't understand the idea of a of like not understanding how a relationship was formed. Like yeah. by the same yeah. logic of like people saying like with 3PO and like the taking one last look, sir, at my friends. The, like by the same Ugh. logic, what fucking connection does Luke have to Obi-Wan? He knew him for like a day. I know. Like, right? like, why it's is it like... so unbelievable that 3PO, over the course of what has been a year and a half now, I think, between yeah. The Last Jedi oh, and The Rise longer, of Skywalker, yeah. that, like, we don't, we like, we have a hard time believing that. And it's 3PO spent time with all of these yeah. people. Yeah, and he knows Poe for longer than any yeah, of them. Yeah, he's known like, Poe you know. for a while. Three, Finn was involved in all the fuckery that happens on the yeah. Leia or Ray starts to get to know 3PO right after the Battle of Crate. Like 3PO knows uh-huh. these fucking people and he's had a year to really get to know them. Luke knew Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi yeah. for a fucking day. <laughs> it's look, it's it's just that thing where it's like, you know, I think you can so easily just throw fucking hashtag missed opportunities onto anything now and it's just like, oh fucking shut up. Just shut up. Like there's a part of me that just every time I Jack see Porkins it, Porkins is a fucking I, hero, as you were. Sorry, who? What? Porkins. I oh, Porkins. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's just a bit of me that, like, whenever, whenever I see stuff like that, like, fifty percent of me goes, "Man, I feel bad that people can't let go of three films and not have everything centered on them." I feel like I genuinely do. I'm just like, come on, man. There's other stuff. There's other things. There's other stories. And these are just three films, ultimately, that you're you're hinging everything on. But then when it gets to the silly shit where it's like, it should definitely, most definitely only be that 3PO is looking at at Anakin, Luke, and Leia in that scene. I'm just like, no. Fucking no. Just No. Here, why isn't you know why isn't Mace Windu like standing around here at this scene brought back from the dead you know like for all the prequel fans I, oh like it's silly it, it's it's that like rampant like it it's the machismo fan fiction where like I don't know I I've I'm not, I'm not gonna call anybody out but like the alternative versions of some of these newer movies according to the quote unquote true fans. Are so fucking corny and oh, read God, like yeah. such bad fan fiction. Like, I'm sorry, like Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi should not be a fucking superhero. Nah, I agree. Like, Obi Wan. fucking or, love him in The Last Luke Jedi. Luke becomes old Ben Kenobi. And then he gets over it. Exactly. You know? like, like, did you watch the end of the fucking movie, man? 
Yeah, that's his. That's his growth. Like, let him have it, by Porkins. Uh, <laughs> hey, Jared. Yes. What sir. is Porkins' Paul? Uh, excuse me. What is Porkins' Red call six. signal? Red six. Three. Is it? Is it six or three? Six. It's. We've had enough of these trivia he's, pursuit questions. He's after Luke. <laughs> he's Luke in Red <laughs> Five. Uh I have no choice but to know it. That's another one. Like, okay, who is everybody in Red Squadron? I love, I love <clears> that guy that just tells them all that there's another squadron coming, and it's like you should, you should know this information. But <laughs> let me tell you, in yeah, it's it's on your most, scanner. It but makes just zero you way, paying attention. Yeah. Star it's Wars like, was ruined by George Lucas and Fox Studios. SJW shill agenda. They don't even understand basic tactics. Why wouldn't the <laughs> X Wings already know that the Tie Fighters are coming? They should already know this. They don't understand strategy. This has zero logic to it. Star Wars is dead. Um, how about the logic that you can blow up a super weapon with a single starfighter? Like, if you're hey, going man. for logic, if you're going for, for sheer, like, point-to-point logic, Star Wars is not your best example. But you know we love what, it anyway. You know what my favorite thing about Rogue One is, unironically? I think uh, people... Director Krennic. Well, aside from Krennic Invader, um, like, it's a greater impact on the canon, that is. I love right. the fact that they don't outright say that the exhaust port itself is the flaw because you would yeah. need something like that. Yeah. And I like the yeah, fact yeah. that like for the people at home who aren't going to think too hard about it, Krennic put it there. For the people who recognize, no, you kind of need something like that on a giant space station, you can rationalize it as Krennic deliberately made it so all it would take is one well-placed torpedo shot down that thing. Not Krennic, uh, what's his Krennic, face? Galen Erso. Um, Galen, yeah, Erso. I was, I was yeah, going to yeah. say, are you out of your mind? I misspoke. Yeah. I was, I was too busy thinking of a, of um, I, I have too many hot Australians on my mind at this point. Yeah. So, <laughs> including you, Matt, of course. Oh, that, that's his, yeah, he's he's the primary one, and then Krennic. Oh, it's just too much for me. <laughs> oh, I was, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking, uh, Liam Hemsworth was my hot Australian. No? He ain't no Chris. He ain't no Chris. I don't know, man. You seen the Hunger Games? Yeah, but also, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I will say this. The Hemsworths, good-looking dudes, tiny eyes. There's yeah. A, there's a, yeah, it's <laughs> a very it, – no, it's an Australian kind of face shape, like, it, which, you know, you see it a bit in British as well, but it's just one of our face shapes, and it's considered really, like, attractive. It's like the big chin – uh, quite chiseled sort of uh, nose features and tiny eyes. Really? And yeah, it's just a it's just a look. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I had me, no idea. Me of uh, me of uh, European more uh, Maltese heritage does not have any of those things. I've got round everything. My my nose orb is getting bigger by the year. A, de- a delightfully uh, bushy beard to hide the unchiseled chin of yours. Yeah, I've got a reasonable chin, but it's more, it's not like the square chin. It's more to a point. Like I've got the point chin. I don't have the square jaw. I've got like just the, mine goes down to a point. Well, I'm okay with that. You know, I don't need to, I don't need to chin implant. That's all right. Evacuate and I'm a bit of triumph. Don't you you dare get self-conscious on us, Matt. You look beautiful. Butt implants only. (laughs) 
celebration next year. I'm going to have the For, biggest ass. Forget the butt. Forget the boobs. Girls are going out to get chin implants. For you, Matt. It. Get butt. Get butt chin implants. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Next the level porn is incredible with that stuff. So yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is getting out of hand. Here we go. Should Again. be able to see it by now. How? Again. Look how far away it is. Um, it's called a horizon line, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> we should be able to see it by now. What, the tiny little port at the end of the trench? You should be able to see it. How good's your fucking eyesight, man? I want your eyesight. Again, I don't want these audio commentaries to just be me pointing out <laughs> shit that fanboys would complain about today, but the oh, fucking but. trench Almost run. There. Holy Christ. Yeah. This makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, yeah. It's like, like, I'm yeah. just going to chase like, you and shoot very slowly at you. Like, oh, and, no. and again, in the context of Star Wars, like there is so much highly specialized technology and lore and stuff that like yeah. most of the things that people – bring up is quote-unquote plot holes or plot contrivances uh, and shit like that. Most people don't know what a fucking plot hole is. Well, there's that. But there's also the fact that, like, there's probably a good in-universe explanation for it that they don't have time to to get into into a fucking movie. Like, yeah. Well, you just think about it for two fucking seconds. Yeah. Come on. I just, I don't I understand know. that. I know. Like... Patrick Willems did a great video about plot holes oh, maybe so a year good. or two it's ago. So it's fucking good. funny. And, you know, it pissed off a lot of people. But, you know, like the main message being it's like, let it go. Like sometimes you just do things because if you sit there trying to explain it all and rationalize it all on screen, well, there's your film gone. Yeah. Just do some – like he doesn't say this this word for word, but what you can take away from it is just do some thinking for yourself for a fucking change and take the bit that's good for the story and let the story progress without you sitting there dwelling on the color of someone's lip hair, you know, like – Yeah. Fuck. It's unnecessary. Ah, this shot there, how good is that? Like going into oh, the yeah. trench. Great. That, that, is that cut with the laser is the so best – what do they call that? A match cut? Is that a match cut or whatever? I think so. Yeah, that's so good. Oh, yeah. When I saw how they did that, I was like, you're shitting me. Why couldn't they do that with Luke holding the lightsaber? <laughs> it's like his hand's in a completely different spot. I love the idea of droids just being your little on-ship repair people. Like, yeah. I don't know that I've seen anything that's done that very well. Like you always got like big ships, you know, like big capital style ships in other sci-fi and stuff. And you have the droid assistant. The droid assistant is basically someone else at the command deck or whatever. Not literally the person that's making the thing fly. They're like the engine room almost. Yeah. Like on an old naval ship where it's just like, more coal on the fire. (laughs) I always loved in the old Battlefront games how, like, uh, the ships would slowly regen health back because of the droid. Yes. Like in the old Battlefront. Yes. And you heard, like, the droid beeping when your health started to go back up. It's a great idea. Like, I love how they show BB-8 doing it in The Last Jedi as well. What was the point of Biggs? Like, just ducking in there. Yeah. I love Biggs. I love Biggs. Fucking why? The the BB-8 is a a little cartoonish for my liking, but, like, even there in that last shot of 
Luke's Y-Wing, you can see R2 reaching out with that long arm of his, like fixing something on the, yeah. on the thruster. It's like, absolutely. I love that. It's creative. It is yeah. self-sustaining for the ship itself. Here we go. Oh. Let go, Use Luke. The force, Luke. There Let's you go. go. Luke, you're Mary Sue. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. Hey, hey, I'm Luke. the ghost you've known for a day. Hey, hey, Luke. What's going hey, on? Luke. You've turned off your targeting computer. You I don't understand. Of that uniform, Luke. Is something Stop. the matter? Stop. Stop it now. <laughs> Uh, I love how R2 is basically just like screeching like a big ouch. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> you got me. Translated is just like, oh, I've got an owie. <laughs> oh, wait, that was Tarkin's voice. Uh, <laughs> you may fire when ready. So calm. So sure of himself. Oh, no. Our protagonist is about to die. Ah. It's one of my favorite Vader. Yeah. I don't know why. I just love that. I what <laughs> that too. But the, wow. it's a good thing now. that the meanest villain, uh, you know, and the best pilot they of the completely Star Wars undermined Darth Vader. <laughs> really took his time. He's just like, listen, I've got finite numbers of lasers and missiles here. I just want to make sure it's the perfect shot. Yeah. I've got my crew here. I've got my wingman. I don't want to just fire and, you know, get like 75% accuracy. got to savor it. Yeah. 100%. Yep. He just goes for it. He goes for the one shot because he's a perfectionist and it's his undoing. That's Again, the with the 70s special effects, the explosion of the Death Star is always fabulous for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's a cool. specialized version. That's a special edition edition. Yeah, the the original, like the yeah. the sparkler style explosion in the middle is original, but that ring that that comes out like a a wave. That's right, neat. right. And it's good. It's fucking great. Oh, how about the uh, the time when uh, who was it? One of them slipped up and said their real names. I've also the shoot. heard that that's bullshit. I don't know what the really anymore. Yeah. Oh no. He got uh, fucked up. <laughs> if there are any circuits or wires, I'd gladly donate them. I would, if I was redoing this scene, I would have 3PO hug him and hold <laughs> him and cry. Like, no! J- Jared, I like to think that if you were in a condition like R2, I'd be glad to donate a kidney to you. <laughs> but it would, it would take me like a couple seconds to think about it first. The 3PO is on board from the beginning. The most underrated Luke Skywalker outfit of all time. Uh, they just it's added a, that as a look in Battlefront. Oh, so I know. Little, I know. I grinded that achievement out so I could get that fucking costume and I've not stopped. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know. If you ask me, it's just a little bit preppy and I, I'm not a huge fan of preppy. Oh, he looks so good in the Star Wars comics when he's wearing that. Using uh, the I like that saber. jacket. That's a cool jacket. Yeah. We got to get Joel that costume next. The jacket itself is okay, but like, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't seem like it's very Luke at the moment. Where did he get it from? That's it. Like, it's a plot hole. 
Star Wars is uh, dead. Luke has a new costume for no reason. It's a plot hole. Star Wars is dead. Fucking hell. Or did he just like borrow it? <laughs> Someone else's clothes. It's, it's that Lando's. Bigs. It's Biggs. <laughs> he went into Biggs like quarters in the like, base. Uh, well, like, this is my coat now, you mustache more. motherfucker. Went space salvaging and found yeah. uh, his jacket floating in the middle of nowhere. Oh, cheeky little monkey. Isn't he doing much better now? Let's all smile. Yeah. He's got a, got a fresh paint job. Yeah. He's got all the, all the dust flushed out of his symptom or out of his system with Turned an oil bath. I love that mustache guy on the left. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that mustache. And I John that's Snoke. Uh, that's Snoke. What? That is the worst <laughs> Snoke theory you have ever had. <laughs> I much prefer the the theory that Snoke is the stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> so, with that, we are halfway That's through it. the audio commentary series. Wow! Holy oh. Christ, that just occurred to me. So, um, That's fun. Yeah. Oh, I, I've been having so much fun with these. So, where does this fall in everybody's rankings? Because most people, this is probably number two, no, one or number one or number two. It's like number four for me, I think. Yeah. And yeah, number three or four, it depends on my mood. I think. So, uh, no, it's number four. Yeah, number four. Yeah, Spencer. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Um, if I were to say to myself, "Man, I'm really craving an original trilogy movie right now." A New Hope is probably the last one I would pick. Um, and that's, you know, that's not everybody's opinion. I would probably rank it above both of the sequel trilogy movies because nostalgia. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say fifth. That, that sounds about right. I'd probably put it fifth. That's about where mine is. I... I love A New Hope. It is a landmark in cinema and has and, you know, changed everything forever in the best way possible. However, it is not my first – it is not my go-to Star Wars. No. I get I'm... giddy when I f realize that it's on. Oh, like absolutely. If it's on like TNT or some shit, I put it on immediately and I'm like, Whoa. I always watch it. Absolutely. But if I'm like – if I'm in the mood for Star Wars, then it, it goes further down the list. Exactly. Like if it's on mm. and I put mm. I, the second I put it on, I'm sucked in instantly. Yeah. And I cannot take yeah. my eyes off of it. And then it goes right into Empire. That said, mm. I don't think this is the movie I typically would put on first. Agreed. And again, nothing against it. I just this is going to sound so weird. It feels the most disconnected from the rest of the saga. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it, like, I feel that way it, about it and Return of the Jedi, actually. Like, ooh, but I not would, all of it. I wouldn't say so much as Jedi. I mean, the beginning of Jedi, just just because it's all dedicated to the rescuing the jobs, Han, Han thing. But like, I think A New Hope does not get into like the interpersonal drama as much as the other two do, and like the story becomes more about like. Luke's journey like, like here it's it's a, it, this is a legit ensemble movie mm. 
Yeah. Like a, a New Hope is like it's equal parts or not necessarily equal parts as far as screen time is, is concerned. But like I'm equally invested in Luke's story, Han's story, Leia's getting rescued and, you know, what's going on with the Empire? What's Obi-Wan Kenobi up to? A New Hope is a big, is very much an ensemble story. Empire and Jedi are very much about Luke. Yeah. With a yeah. okay. With a B okay. plot about Han, and since it focuses on Luke, it focuses on his journey as a Jedi, and it focuses on the Force and all of that stuff. And yeah. the others I'd, kind I'd of pay that. And the others kind of fall into like a B plot type role. Mm. I this one's it's it's the least dramatic. Like, yeah. Just just thinking about it now, like it, it is absolutely the least right. It's very simple, straightforward storytelling. Like there's not a shit ton of things. Yeah, and like it's, like it's the first movie, so in. obviously it's going to be. You know, you can't. Yeah. It, it's 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 a product of it existing in this place in the saga. You know, you can't have the rest of the movies without <clears throat> this. Obviously. No. So, no. it's nothing against it, but you know, I. There's just something about the intensity of the other movies that this one is just – it's not that it doesn't have it. It's that the story that it is crafted around doesn't have those building blocks that this one gives to the other movies. Yeah. Um, so what is your go-to then? Oh, my go-to. That's very much dependent on mood. Um, Absolutely. Mm. More often my than- first my first question is am I feeling like a nice big battle sequence right now if the answer is yeah. yes I yeah. go to episodes two and three and five if I'm feel and six maybe if I'm feeling like not really everything else is game yeah I yep. think my go-to is either God that is hard. Again, like for me, that's very mood dependent. Like I know there are days where I've – OK. I've never gone out of my way to watch Attack of the Clones. I, I can – we can eliminate that from the running. Um, there have been days where I'm like I need to soak in some sexy Qui-Gon Jinn goodness. Mm. And I put on The Phantom Menace. There have been days where I'm like mm, I, I, want, I want to hurt. I'm going to put on Revenge of the Sith. Mm. You know, on the off chance, I'm like, hey, like, I just want like a, like a rousing adventure. I'm going to put on mm. a new hope. Empire, there's just something just so atmospheric about Empire that just sucks me in. Jedi is such a cathartic story. The Force Awakens, it gives, it, it has that feeling of like being the beginning of a new adventure when you know how the adventure has gone up to that point. Yeah, yeah. And The Last Jedi is just such an emotional movie uh, for me that I just, you know, I, I have to mm. be ready to like soak in The Last Jedi to put it on. It's my favorite, but like I have yeah. to have a mental moment of like, okay, like <laughs> this is yeah. this movie yeah, fucks, with that. My, fucks with my brain and my heart. Um, yeah, I feel that. I think like, I think if there's like an all rounder. Something that I feel like I could just throw it on and be like pretty chill watching it, but still enjoy it and not and have it not be background because like that's the thing that I I don't like doing is I don't like putting on something and then just finding myself pick up my phone. Yes, like I fucking hate doing that. 
And I find that I do that on a couple of them just because, you know, whatever, like for whatever reason, but a new hope is actually one of them. If I'm by myself, I, I think it's just cause I've seen it so many fucking times by now. It's just like, yeah, I, I can see the frames without looking at, at it just by what I'm hearing. Right. Yeah. I but totally agree. It's probably like solo or, uh, the force awakens for me, uh, are the, the somewhere in the middle where it's just like, force I Awakens just feel like Star Wars, but there. I don't know what I want. I think Force Awakens is good for that. Exactly. Like I just, yeah. I need Star Wars. Yeah, but I don't have a – I'm not leaning any particular direction. I want a bit of everything. I'll go one of those two. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's a good pick. Emotional yeah. stuff, Empire. <laughs> yeah, Empire or Last Jedi. Uh, I will generally pick uh, – if I'm getting in that mood where it's like, okay, I want to watch something that's a bit – that's like kind of awesome but a little fucked up and with like an undercurrent of – of that's gonna that's gonna hurt then yeah revenge of the sith it's that similar mood where i could be like i could watch man of seal or i could watch revenge of the sith yeah. like something that it's like meant to be a beat but kind of isn't you know so yeah, yeah. Mm, I, just, I love and, that idea that everybody yeah. has a different mood for a different movie uh with yeah. that matt where can the lovely people at home find you my friend go on youtube uh, which is www <laughs> dot uh, hold on um, youtube dot com <laughs> and you can either type I thought in you were gonna into spell the, it out for a second and oh I was getting ready y o u t u b e I've just lost five subscribers doing this um, <laughs> so you go to go to YouTube. And you can either just search uh, Blue Bantha Milk Co. Don't forget the co at the end. Uh, or it's youtube.com slash C slash Blue Bantha Milk Co. Uh, and you will find us and all the bullshit that we create there. And I say bullshit in the most loving, loving way. We fuck, we do a lot of work. Oh, of course. I, of course. I can't wait for a break. We are ta- we're taking a break after uh, the Rise of Skywalker. And we're going to do nothing but just guest on other people's things for summer. Hey. Summer here. <laughs> You've earned it. Oh, you'll be getting a text oh. message from me whenever that time comes. Oh, uh, videos every two weeks. Fuck. Anyway. <laughs> Spencer, where can the lovely people find you? You, as always, can find me on Instagram at Spence Man Cosplays. So check it out. Absolutely. How do you spell that? <laughs> it Well, I'm Spencer. So it's Spencer without the R, just Spence, S-P-E-N-C-E-M-A-N, Spence Man, dot cosplays. I think there's a dot in there. Cosplays. (laughs) Yeah. So that's me. This kid doesn't mean Superman and it looks amazing. Um, It does look pretty good. He's also also the Obi-Wan Kenobi to my Anakin Skywalker. You know it, buddy. Always and forever. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Be sure to check out Do Back Discussion on all of the social media stuff as well. Check out the other shows in the network. Uh, Next week – uh, when the time you guys will be hearing this, uh, we will be tackling the Empire Strikes Back, hopefully with Dupree Jones of uh, Shards of the Past fame. Hopefully we're able to get him on and uh, schedules line up. If not, we'll have a different guest and it'll be an equally fun time. So be sure to tune in for that. Thank you guys for listening. We are honored that you have joined us and may the force be with you always. <laughs>